All right, we're going to be touching base with a couple of uh, football players that have made certain moves. Fisomieni being one of them and also another player. And we'll go to Scotland to chat to another player. <laughs> and I say this because I'm tempted to tell you who they are. Uh, but as you know, in football, the minute you say who you're going to be talking to, somebody calls those people and says, please don't talk to them. So we're trying to avoid such dictatorial behavior. But one thing that I can tell you is that nobody will tell her that she cannot talk to us. It's the most difficult thing to achieve, eh? Where you become the second coach, male or female, to claim back-to-back CAF Women's Coach of the Year Awards. She picked it up at the 2019 prize on Tuesday night. And you've got to think back to the late Frenchman Bruno Metu, who scooped the accolades after his exploits at Senegal in 2001, as well as 2002. She's the best on the African continent, and she's South Africa's very own Desiree Ellis. Good evening, Coach. Good evening, Rob. Uh, compliments to you for, this, for the season and to your listeners as well. Thank you so much, uh, I would say a great happy new year. We haven't even reached double figures of January 2020, but you've reached double figures. When I say double figures, I mean two. And you've got to say that's double figures because it is back to back. It's two numbers for me. And that's all the mathematics that matters. And, and I don't even know if you've had any time to digest this. I know you're still up in Egypt, but wow, what a feat. Rob, I didn't sleep um, the evening after or the morning after. I went to bed at 3 o'clock, still trying to absorb everything. Um, you know, we've spoken about this before. It's a team sport, and uh, it's never about me. But, um, you know, when it comes, you've got to accept it and, and, and take it gracefully. And uh, all of those things were going through my mind. Um, but I've got to, you know, be grateful. Um, I work with a fantastic group of players. Um and obviously through their efforts, you know, we get nominated and and obviously the awards I'm really extremely grateful to, to, to the players that I've worked with first of all. But just from a, a human perspective, and I know that you're always all inclusive and that is great. That is the one thing I know about Desiree Ellis is it's not a it's not always about her and that answer just signifies that. Yes, the following day it was a difficult morning for you to just gather your emotions again but did you reflect on why why would this be a major deal why would Desiree Ellis be befitting of an award of this nature yet again given all the trials and tribulations and difficulties and everything else that you have to encounter look Rob you know you 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 do what you love and make no mistake I love what I do there will always be a lot of critics um there will always be um, people um, that don't believe, you know. I've gone off social media. It's just been very negative since last year's work, before the World Cup. Um, and I think I've gone off for the better. Um, we can't please everyone. Um, you know, we've got to do what, what we feel is right. Um, and everything is based on, on, on a football decision. And sometimes you, you don't please everyone, but, uh, you know, football is a, is, a, is a job where I think the criteria for a coach is higher to be fired. And it's, and it's very results-driven, and with all due respect 
we might not have got a lot of results last year, but going to your maiden World Cup is something that no one can take away from any any any, any of the players and the group. And that that's been amazing. And then winning the Kosafa Cup three years in a row, I mean, that's surely something truly amazing. And um, Jackie Shipange from Namibia was sending me a text, um, you know, while we were sitting there and said, believe, and we've always had that belief. And, and when your name is in that hat, you have a chance. And it was almost an omen when Dr. Jordan went up. And when he, I looked across at the two coaches because we were sitting next to each other. And make no mistake, we were, they were all worthy as well. And when he called out my name, um, I just I, I was like really um, emotional um, and tried to contain myself. I don't speak a lot when, I do, when I'm on stage, and you know, but it was truly a great moment, not just for me, but I think for all coaches that coach in women's football because it's, it's a tough job. It's a tough job, and we all do it because we love it. But most importantly, the players have really, really been fantastic. And, and obviously doing it uh, in a structure that is yet to be fully professional, uh, you know, you, you're scrambling here, you're scrambling there, you're trying to find the right uh, combinations, the right players. Maybe it is a plus that some of our top players are finding spaces around the world to go and ply their trade, uh, which does improve their sharpness, their ability and everything else. But it's still about you gathering them together to try and, and shape up a structure to try and shape up a way of playing to get all the results that you have. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a bit of a daunting task. Look, no, you have no idea. Um, you have no idea because you don't often see the players regularly. But um, my interaction with coaches has been fantastic. You know, they've been very very helpful when we sent out programs to coaches. You know, especially the new players that we call in, they've been extremely helpful. You can interact with them at any time. You know, um, and the support that you get from the coaches is, is being tremendous. And I think that's important to have that relationship with the coaches. I think that is really, really helped, um, you know, where you, they can give you feedback and you give them feedback in how, in how to get the players better as well. I work with, with a fantastic technical group, um, not just the immediate one, which is the assistant coach and the fitness trainer and the goalkeeper coach and the analyst, but also other coaches. You know, uh, some people go to Maud Kumalo is now at, at, uh, at the University of Pretoria. Jabulile Beloy is at the University of uh, Johannesburg. And other coaches that you can just pick up the phone, um, you know, and get a recommendation of a player. You can pick up a phone and you can speak to any of them. And the interaction that we have across the board, I think that really, help, really helps us in terms of when, we, when we're scouting for players, we get recommendations. We can send a provincial technical officer out just to go, go do an analysis on the, on the player and give us feedback on the player. So, you know, that network is really, really helping us at the moment, you know. And um, I think that is a fantastic idea where you have this uh, technical officers that can go, that are placed around the country that can assist you. But by no means, it's still, still very difficult, um, you know, to select and uh, we try to do the best we can. I know that everybody's always asking of you or any other coach to say we need qualification, we need to qualify for a World Cup, we need to qualify uh, for a Cup of Nations and so on, and yet we do. But then when we do get to that level, uh, again, Desiree, and you see it time and time again, all of a sudden, the gulf in difference between the other nations that are far superior to what we are then stands out, then there's not much that you can do because 
it is what it is. It is about the investment that has been given and put into the development of women's football in those various countries. How close do you think we are to even just getting into a knockout stage? Look, Rob, you, you, you look at the first game. I think that first 45 minutes, and I will reiterate again, was the best we've ever played against a nation that nobody gave us a chance again. We completely outplayed them. But I think it's a level that we also play at. You know, um, playing international level is of a very, very high standard, and you've got to play almost at that level each and every week. Um, you play at a tournament, you come back, you go back to your league, um, which is not at the level where the other countries are. So in, in that period, you, you've gained the experience of playing at, at the international competition, but we've got to consistently play at that level. Because if you don't consistently play at that level, it is, it is extremely difficult. And we try and, and, and um, give players programs and make no mistake, they've been fantastic in that. Team. They've always, there's no way that you can go and say that they haven't tried, that they haven't put in the effort. And that is one thing that we cannot force with any of the players. But you're right, there is that, there is that gulf. There is that gulf. You look at the USA. I mean, they've played, I mean, don't know how many international friendlies. And, and, and if you play, you get better. I mean, the lead up to the World Cup, you know, we played a lot of top countries. We didn't win any games. But that got us ready to be able to participate. If we had played the so-called lesser countries and got uh, big scores and got good victories, we would have gone there with a full sense of security, and people would have said we, we've won a couple of games leading up, leading up to the World Cup. So we've got to consistently play at that level. Um, you see when players come back and, and, and play at, at, at a certain level, you, you see the difference. But it's got to be con- on a consistent basis. So the National League is now coming to play, and yet the level has been raised. It's not where we want to be, but I think it's a step in the right direction. Varsity football has also helped reach the gap. Um, at, on a shorter basis, but us as coaches, we're all responsible for that. You know, the coaches down on the ground, all responsible to develop players and make them better. The profile of a Desiree Ellis then continues to shine. You continue now to be talked about not only on the African continent but internationally. And then we start to look around and say, hey, what if we lose Desiree? What if she gets a lucrative offer to go and coach somewhere else? I mean, how well cemented is your position at coaching the Banyana Banyana team? Look, Rob, I have a very good relationship um, with the Federation, and uh, uh, they've always been very helpful. Um, Coach Mulifi, I can go sit in his office anytime. I can go speak to Dr. Jordan anytime. I can go to the education department anytime. I can go, go to Neil's office anytime. I can go to sit in Fran's office anytime. Go to the acting CEO when he was there before and go sit there and speak to them anytime. They've always been very supportive. And um, the, the, the decision that Dr. Jordan took to appoint female coaches, but not only appoint them, but give them the guidance and, and assistance has been invaluable. Has been invaluable. So... Um, I've never heard, I haven't heard any rumblings or anything coming from anyone, but uh, I love what I do, and uh, I love Banyana a lot, but uh, only God knows what's going to happen next. All I can do is just do what I do best and do the job that's expected of me, and God will do the rest. But is there an interest that's been shown? Uh, did Danny Jordan whisper in your ear as he was there on stage giving you the award to say, okay, we need to talk about contract uh, 
renegotiation or contract <laughs> extension or something of that nature? No, no, Rob, I don't think I don't think that was the time and the place. I just think it was beaming with pride, um, of course, and uh, um, you know, and and that was all. That was that was all that it was. That was all that it was. And so many people, you don't have to mention the figures, keep asking me, does this come with prize money or is this just about the accolade and the privilege of getting the award? There was no no prize money mentioned. Um, It was just the award itself. Um, Yeah, sometimes that happens and sometimes you get rewards later in life. I've done a lot of things in the past where I go and... There's no, there's no financial gain or anything, um, you know, but I did it because I wanted to and I loved what I did. And obviously the rewards came later. Um, sometimes you have to make that small sacrifices in the beginning, you know, to be able to be successful later. I remember um, a few years ago, just after the, the World Cup, I was an ambassador. Um, I could have gone to the Netherlands to do a, a UA4B license. I was working with an organization called Stars in the Eyes, but I was unemployed at that time. Um, I was a project manager for them, so I was getting a stipend, and I had the opportunity to go. I had four months left on my car, which meant that I, if I had to go for my UA4B license, I would, have, I would have not been able to pay. I might have lost my car, oh. and I made that decision that I was going to pay off my car, and sacrifice that you actually license. That's the sacrifice you sometimes have to make, Rob. Unbelievable stories. Uh, I guess there's so many more of those uh, that have still been untold, Desiree, but we, we just want to bask in your glory. And as MSW say, congratulations, a well-deserved award. And the fact that you are making history by winning it back-to-back is also a testament uh, to your consistency. I hope they booked you a return flight. No, they did. I'm flying tonight at 11 o'clock. Um, I arrive in South Africa at, uh, at, in Joburg at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning, and then I started to take time for the last part of my holiday before I come back to work on Monday. Fantastic. You deserve it. All the best, and once again, well done. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much there. That is the coach. Hey, when you talk about a person who is back-to-back CAF Women's Coach of the Year, you talk about Desiree Ellis.